Hello and welcome to our fabulous listeners. I'm your host, Moira Geary, and this is Your Positivity Project. And in this episode, we're going to cover self-confidence. So I was thinking before I came on to record that actually, if I think about it, I would say that this is one of the most common reasons why clients used to come to see me one to one. And I'd also say that even now, when clients come to live events or come on my programs, it is still a huge, huge, huge issue for a lot of people. Um, so I think it's a really important subject. And also, I know that we can overcome it. And I know that I've done that myself. Um, but I want to go through a number of things on this podcast. And the first is to talk about what self-confidence actually is. Then I'm going to talk about six factors that affect it. And it's really important that we understand what affects something, because if we don't understand it consciously, then we're walking around unaware. And if we're unaware of effects, it means that it'll keep affecting us without us knowing that we have the power to make change. That's really important. And then we're going to do six tips on how you can build your self-confidence. So what is self-confidence? Well, it is the belief that you have in yourself and your abilities. And the most important word in that sentence, I think you all know, is the word belief, because beliefs are not something that we're born with. They're some things that they are things that we acquire as we go through life. And we have thousands of incredibly fantastic, amazing, really supportive beliefs. And we also have a lot of what we call limiting beliefs. And they can be about beliefs about ourselves, about others and about our environment. And when we're talking about self-confidence, we're talking about obviously beliefs about ourselves. And if we're lacking in self-confidence, obviously there are limiting beliefs about ourselves. And if we're exuding confidence, that is that we've got really powerfully positive beliefs about ourselves. But the really cool thing to let you know is if you don't know this already, is that beliefs can be changed. So if you have a lot of limiting beliefs about yourself, they can be changed. And I've watched people over the years go from having such low confidence and low self-esteem to becoming the most beautiful, amazing, confident people. And it's not that they really became them. They always were that. It's just that they needed to work on some of the layers that was stopping them. So self-confidence is a very important quality to have because basically it can help you to feel more capable in dealing with challenges, but also in achieving our goals. So when things are not going so well, it can help us. And also when we're deciding that we want to make changes to make things go even better, really having good and positive and empowering self-confidence is really, really important. But when we have self-confidence, we're also more likely to take some risks and to try new things. And that also is a good thing, even though I'm not encouraging any of you to take risks where it would be dangerous, but maybe just to stretch yourselves um, out of our comfort zones a little bit, because it really does help us in terms of really, you know, improving our personal development. And that's what I'm all about. So I would really encourage you to do that. Now, there are factors that affect our self-confidence and there are lots of things in that. Um, and what I'm going to share with you in a moment is going to be six of them. But before I do that, I just want to just sort of um, make a bit of a distinction about how we kind of turn up in life. And there, I'm not going to say that there are two types of people, but I'm but it, I suppose really in, in terms of us understanding this, I'm going to kind of break this into two. So first we'd have um, it'd be important to kind of outline that some people, they might actually develop lower levels of self-confidence because of either conditioning or it can be actually uh, genetic influences or genetic factors um, or obviously our past experiences. And those people might be people that just kind of turn up in life with what is a perceived low self-esteem or low confidence. Um, and it's almost like they've never really experienced, um, you know, a, a high self-confidence or feeling really, really positive and good about themselves. 
while others can actually have a higher level of self-confidence, but they can have that knocked by negative experiences or situations. And I often say that that was kind of me. Um, and I know that many of you know um, about my history in relation to um, academic failures and how my confidence was completely shattered because I always was quite a positive person and always felt relatively confident in certain situations or in a lot of areas. But when I failed academically in school and failed academically in my nursing, it really had an impact on my confidence. So I really did have a negative experience or situation so that had an impact on what was already a fairly I would have thought a decent level of confidence so I would be kind of in the second category there and I just want to go back to the first category where I was saying that you know it can be the people kind of show up in life and 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 they show up as looking like they don't have very high self you know self-confidence and that I mentioned that sometimes that can be, a there is a genetic, can be a genetic influence. And I want to be careful about saying that because I don't want you all to just decide, oh, my confidence is low, but you know what? It must be my genetics. Please don't do that. Um, I would say to you, exhaust all of the things that I'm going to share with you here and obviously anything else that you would do to build your confidence and don't decide that it is your genetics. Yes, as I say, there is, there is evidence to say that it can be, to a degree, but that doesn't mean it can't be changed. Um, and also, I would hate to think, and it's, it's quite low anyway, but I'd hate to think that any of you would kind of opt out just because you know that that is a, a thing. So just be mindful of that. But anyway, here are six things, first of all, that cannot confidence. Um, and also just to say that this is six things that I've just put out that are, would, I would have seen a lot of, but that doesn't mean that this, this list isn't complete. It's just things that I found that I feel by sharing them with you that I think you might, they might be helpful. So the first one would be negative feedback or criticism for, from others. And when I say that, I mean that other people might come to us or at us with their negative feedback or criticizing something that we did or said or something about us. But here's the thing. When that happens, we actually in that moment, before we decide to take on or believe them, we have that tiny split second of a moment where we have a choice to believe them or not. Now, I know that this happens subconsciously and if you're not aware of it, it's probably not something that you've ever, ever done. Well, you wouldn't have done it consciously if you weren't aware. But we do have the opportunity in that moment to make a decision or to have we have choice about what we're going to believe about that situation. And we don't always have to believe people's negative feedback or criticism. And often when we question it, even in our own heads, is that really true or how would they know or, you know, have they seen everything about me in that situation that would mean that I am not? good enough or whatever it is so just so you know that negative feedback or criticism from others has a huge impact on us if we're not aware and if we don't know that we can actually make a different choice or let's say because I know it happened for the majority of people I've worked with and myself that um, negative feedback or criticism from other people did have an impact on me and I did create belief systems around it however we can change our belief systems just so you know so just be mindful of that that um, and it might be worth having a little look at you know are there things in your past where you got negative feedback and you chose subconsciously albeit subconsciously I know that can be a bit jarring but that you chose subconsciously to believe that and if you stay around around me for long enough you will get really good at understanding this and knowing that you can flip that in a moment and you can take your power back and not allow other people's opinions or their criticism or their negative feedback impact you. 
Okay. The next thing is failures or setbacks. And I know that I've already sort of mentioned that, that that would be something that I know I've had myself and I've just given you that example. But if you've had negative, um, what we say, failures or setbacks, um, that it can have a, a very big impact on our on our confidence. Now, I just want to point out the word failures because a lot of people say there's no such thing as failure. It's always feedback or learning. So, you know, I kind of challenge that sometimes. Yes, sometimes we just do fail because if we want to achieve something and we don't achieve it, it we can perceive it as a failure. It doesn't need to be negative. Just failure doesn't need to be negative. It just means that I didn't um, achieve something in the way I wanted to achieve it. And if I choose to call that failure, that's actually OK. Um, and again, you know, the more you stay with me or stay in the circle, I will always challenge you to, to think critically. I'm not saying that what I'm saying is right. What I'm saying is that it is right for me. And it's really important that we get very good at understanding and knowing that for us to really improve in our personal development and our positivity, that things need to be right for us, not right for other people. And that, that it's really important that when we really start to learn that, it helps us to be more empowered. So that was our second one. The third one then goes on to lack of support or encouragement from other people. And that can happen if you were reared in an environment where there wasn't much support or there wasn't much encouragement or there wasn't much um, positive feedback. Um, not that we're necessarily, you know, criticizing anybody for not doing that, but it just might be a situation where somebody, you know, whatever carer was in, in the caring role was just not in a good position themselves and they just didn't know how to do that. And I'm not saying that giving people positive feedback all the time is very healthy either, but I do think that having support and that encouragement, it really can have a really powerful impact on creating those fabulous um, positive beliefs about ourselves or those empowering beliefs about ourselves and that can really help with our with our um, confidence the next one is comparison to others now a lot, some people say to me oh I don't compare myself to others and I don't believe that for a moment I know that we all do um, because we all have ego and ego is not bad it just is what we are and we by default we are inclined to compare However, comparison can be really positive if it's done in the right way. But if it's done in the negative way, I do think that, you know, what people say that comparison is a thief of joy. I do believe that that is true. So just be mindful if you are comparing yourself to others, because that can have a huge impact on your level of um, self-confidence. So just again, I'm just highlighting these things for you to have a little route around and see, can you work out where um, if you do have um, a lack of self-confidence or low self-esteem, where it might have come from. The next one would be around lack of success in achieving goals. And when we come to some of the tips, I'm going to give you some some ideas on that. So if we've got lack of success in achieving goals, then what's happening is we're compounding to ourselves a lot of the time. Oh, I'm not capable or I'm not successful or I didn't achieve that or it didn't go as well as I wanted it to or whatever. So that, again, will have a big impact on what we believe about ourselves, which, as we know, has that impact on our confidence. The next one would be um, difficult life experiences or challenges, which um, we kind of touched on already. And um, I don't think there is anybody on this planet that um, ever escaped that. We all have had difficult experiences and, you know, different different challenges um, in life. And it's not so much that we have them. It's really how we perceive them and our perspective on them. And particularly if we've gone beyond them and they're way back years ago. And if we're still, you know, being irritated and frustrated or annoyed or feeling lower down about them, then really it's important that we do some work on those so just be mindful of that um 
So that is those. And the next thing I want to talk about that it's important to remember that self-confidence can actually be improved and strengthened over time. So it can. So it's not all doom and gloom and it's not all that, um, you know, if, if things are a certain way or we don't believe in ourselves, that that can change. Of course it can. Um, and, you know, this can involve working on building a positive attitude. It can also involve setting and working towards achievable goals. And it can also be helpful if you need to, to go and get some help, whether that's from a friend or from a family member or even if you need to go and have some talk therapy or you know go and have some have some work with somebody if you feel that you're struggling with low self-esteem so we're going to talk next about well how you could actually build your confidence so I'm going to give you some tips uh, for you to practice to help that so the first one is around setting realistic goals to celebrate your accomplishments. And I just kind of alluded to that a couple of minutes ago, but to give you a kind of my own example on that. So I would have always set quite big goals. And the problem with setting quite big goals is that if you don't achieve them, which happened to me a lot because I set them too big. So I'd have this great big vision, set the big goals, and then I just didn't achieve them. And when that happens, we're inclined to go, oh, there you go. You can't do it. You see, you thought you could, but you weren't good enough. Who are you to think that you can do that? Sure, I knew you couldn't do it. And all of this internal dialogue goes on. And then obviously a feeling is attached to that. And when we have that internal dialogue going on and the feeling attached, what that's doing is creating, compounding new and stronger limiting beliefs about ourselves. So it's really important to identify if you are setting goals that are um, way too big because what you're doing is you're Im embedding belief systems around not being um, capable or not being good enough. Or obviously, you know, this is going to impact your, your self-esteem and your, your, your confidence. So what you can do is rather than having those big goals is to roll back a little bit on the goals and not have them so easy that they're going to be so easy that you that you'll be saying to yourself, oh, yeah, I, I just set a really easy goal and I achieved it, you know, happy days. But you don't really feel good about yourself. So it would be to roll them back and set them at a point where they're stretching you a bit. But there is a good chance that you could achieve them. And by doing that, what happens is you'll get a dopamine hit when they're achieved. You'll get an internal dialogue that will match that going fair play. I did it or I might have only done it once, but I've done it. And even that tiny little bit. And when we when we tune into the fact that we've done that and we're listening and aware of our internal dialogue, what happens is that we start to rewire our reaction and response to goal setting. So we start to rewire a belief system that, oh, I did it once, so maybe I'm capable. Maybe I can succeed. Maybe this is possible. And then we can, as we do it more often and more often and more often, then we will build that up to, yes, I can. I knew I could. Look at me. I'm well able. OK, so that's the first thing about setting realistic goals to celebrate and obviously to celebrate your accomplishments as well, because it's also really important that we celebrate because, again, we're compounding, compounding that belief that um, it's true that we're capable. The second one, which might sound a bit unusual, is about practicing self-care. So it's about taking care of your physical and your mental um, health as well. And I believe that both of these are really essential for building your confidence. Now, you might think, well, how could they be? But it really is important that, first of all, eating a healthy diet is really important and also taking regular exercise, um, both of them, as well as having enough sleep. But even if we go back to eating a healthy diet and, and you know, being really good about about you know, the, the good things that, that, that are important for us to eat. If you look at your microbiome, so in other words, your gut health, we now know that there's a huge um, 
a direct um, correlation between our gut health and our mental health and how we're feeling in terms of um, about ourselves and, 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 and um, about our achievements and our accomplishments as well. So if our mental health is good, the chances of our um, confidence and building our confidence obviously is much greater. So when we eat a healthy diet and we avoid processed foods or things that are you know, causing inflammation, things like that, it has a huge impact on, on how we perceive ourselves and how we feel about ourselves. And obviously exercise then has helps with the dopamine hits and the endorphins. So again, they're very important because if we've got endorphins reaching around through our body and we're doing things like achieving our goals and other things, that also will help us to embed our beliefs and to feel really good about ourselves in relation to our our ability to have high um, self-confidence. The third thing is to um, choose who you spend time with. And I know to choose wisely I should say and I know that that sometimes can be difficult if um, we're living with people that um, might not be the most encouraging but just you know um, that's kind of relationships that we need to manage however we have choices outside of that so it is important that we choose uh, who we spend time with and choose wisely. So the people that you spend time with can have a very big impact on your confidence. So it's important that you surround yourself with positive support to people who actually believe in you and encourage you to do your best. So have a little look. I mean, you might be sitting there thinking, oh, I don't know if there's anybody. Well, I'd say to you, spend some time and have a look and see, you know, who has encouraged me in the past, who has said something positive or who would actually, if they haven't already, who would encourage me? What are, are and, and if you can't find anybody, then ask yourself, where could I find these people? OK, so it is possible and they are there. And I know that in our community here in, in you know, the Positivity Project and and all the people that have been following all these lessons for the last number of years with me, the most unbelievably supportive community. So do find yourself a place where you're going to get all of that positive feedback. The next thing then, number four, would be is about being positive and to avoid negative self-talk. And I know that um, I'm actually going to do a separate um, episode on, you know, the inner critic and negative self-talk. However, for now, I would ask you to have a little listen to how you speak to yourself um, and also challenge that in relation to challenge some of the things that that inner um I was going to say inner critic. Yeah, I will say inner critic because it often is, but it's not always critical. But that inner talking that goes on, um, just have a little, uh, observe it, be aware of it. And if you need to, challenge it a little bit and just see what happens, okay? Um, but it's important just for now just to stay positive and just avoid negative self-talk if you can, um, because that can be absolutely detrimental to your confidence. And instead, focus on the good things in your life and remind yourself of your strengths and things that you have achieved. And if you haven't ever done an exercise on that, I would encourage you to take out a pen and paper, sit down and write a list of things you've achieved. And please don't tell me that there's nothing that you can put on that list, because I don't believe that you wouldn't be here. And at this point in life, if you hadn't achieved something or many things. So that's a fact fabulous exercise to do. The fifth thing is actually to take some risks and to try new things. I'm not asking you to go like over the top with risk, obviously, um, but just step yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit because building confidence often means stepping out of our comfort zones and trying new things. Um, and this can be scary. I know that, but it's also a great way to learn and to grow and to gain new skills and experiences. And all of that will boost your confidence. OK, an example of that would be me in this podcast. We're only on episode two and I have resisted this for a very long time. And it's not that I don't feel comfortable in front of the camera. I do. I've been doing, as many of you know, over the last even two years, I've done at least 
um, 300 live videos in our Positive Recon Boppers group and just come on live and chat away. Um, but this was more formal and this was going out to a different audience. So I definitely have resisted this and it and um, in a way I am taking a bit of a risk and that's healthy and that's good. And, you know, if everybody doesn't like it, that's OK. Um, I'm not here to to uh, be everybody's cup of tea. So I had to get over myself. And um, so that's number five um, for all of you. But it was number five for me as well. So I would encourage you to do something to take a little bit of a risk. And then number six would be to practice self-compassion. And I think this is something that is not done enough. It's really important to be kind and compassionate to yourselves. Um, this is really important also in building confidence. But when I think about being kind and compassionate to myself, and I think that if I do that and it helps me to feel good, I'm actually going to be a better person for everybody else. Whereas in the past, what I was always trying to do was just be a better person for everybody else. And I wasn't being compassionate with myself. So I wasn't being the best person for everybody else. Um, I was being just a, a watered down version, really, of myself. So really start the compassion with ourselves. And if you find that difficult, just do a small little bit of it and you can build it up. But, you know, when you make a mistake or you face a challenge, try to talk to yourself in the way that you would talk to a friend rather than um, the way the inner critic can often talk to us. So that's your sixth little practice. So to summarize all of what we've just talked about, I was saying that self-confidence is the belief that you have in yourself and your abilities. So that was the definition. And then I spoke about building confidence and how it's a process that takes time and it takes a bit of effort. And the things that you can do to get started were setting goals and practicing self-care, surrounding yourself with positive people and being kind and compassionate to yourself. And just starting with these few little tips will get you on the road um, so that you can gradually start to build up your confidence and feel more capable and also more self-assured. So before I reveal what you're going to learn on the next episode, I just want to remind you, as always, make sure that you get your free access to the seven day positivity project um, the video training. If you haven't done that already, you'll find a link somewhere around this video or around on this page somewhere or just go to my website, moiragiri.com and it's there. There are so many exercises and practices and techniques and tools in that and it's free, obviously, and it has had a massive impact on 11,000 people to date. So I'd love you to have your copy of it and obviously, you know, feel free to share it with others. Secondly, remember, we leave no soldier behind. So please share any of this. If it's of, if you feel it's of value to somebody, obviously don't share it with somebody if it's not going to be of value to them because it'll only annoy and irritate them. Uh, but if you feel that it can help somebody, it's really important and invite them to join the project. We would love to have them because the more people we have in the community and the more people we have in the movement of sharing all this stuff and helping each other out, the more chance we have of having a really positive world. And also, as ever, stay in the circle. That means you can find me in other places, whatever way you're finding me at the moment or watching or listening to this. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, podcast, email roundups. And um, you can find me on your preferred medium if you feel that I can be of help, help or of benefit to you. And also, if you want to join me in some live conversations, I do do lots of lives in the Facebook group, the Positive Recon Bobbers Facebook group. Links to all those things will be somewhere around this video. And the next episode, just to let you know what I'll be supporting you on when the next episode, I did mention it earlier, is actually the inner critic. And in that, I'm going to talk about, you know, what your inner critic is and how we how it gets um, set up and all of that. And we'll also cover um, at least four ways to recognize it. And I'm going to share five 
tips with you on how to manage it. So that's it for this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. And thank you very much for taking the time to listen. Thank you.